Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 12th of September. Uh, this is the second week of introduction to the book of Revelation. And what we've been doing is simply reading through Revelation uh, chapter by chapter. I've been giving a little bit of an overview, a little bit of a summary as to what the chapter is about. And the idea is that by the time I start preaching uh, next Sunday, uh, the 18th, that you'll have a, a reasonable idea as to what we're going to encounter in this book. Now, we're not going to reach the end of the book uh, by by Friday of this week. Uh, we're just simply going to get to uh, the part of the book that uh, I'll be preaching on before Christmas. Uh, but again, we'll come back to it in the new year and it'll give you an overview. What have I said so far? Well, we're in the middle of a story at the moment, a section of the story. Today we're going to look at chapter 7 and the first few verses of chapter 8. And whenever we left it at the end of last week, we were reading about the seals, the seven seals that are on the scroll. And the scroll contains God's plan of salvation. And what we're looking at remembering that Revelation deals with our lives right now as to what is happening in our lives now from the time that Jesus ascended into heaven to the time that he's coming back again. So we had the situation in heaven where the scroll was there with God's plan of salvation but there was nobody worthy to open up the scroll and to carry out God's commands. But then Jesus appears the lion of Judah but he looks like a lamb who was slain in other words he had just come from the cross he had risen from the dead and now he's ascended into heaven he is able to take the scroll and open it and fulfill God's plan of salvation because he paid the sacrifice he died on the cross for our sins and therefore he's able to offer us salvation so as each of the seals are opened we're dealing with what's happening in the world right now. And we've got to the sixth seal and there's one more final seal to be opened for the final plan to be set in place. And what happens then in chapter 7 is that there's almost a little pause has been hit in the opening of the seals. And we're being told what the significance of those seals being opened is. So in, in chapter 7, we're going to hear about the 144,000 uh, who are saved, who are given salvation. And as, again, I can't stress enough, all of the numbers, most of the numbers in Revelation are symbolic. So we're not limiting the number of people who receive salvation to 144,000. What we're seeing is that there are 12 tribes and 12,000 from each tribe. So there is a vast number of people who are coming to salvation in this passage. And you, you maybe know a little bit about Jehovah Witnesses. They would take this very literally and say that there are only 144,000 uh, people getting into heaven. And they list very clearly the names of people who have been Jehovah Witnesses. And they work out who's going to get to heaven and, and who isn't. And then the second half of chapter 7, uh, we read about a great multitude in white robes. And again, these are the people 
John knows who they are and, and the angel knows who they are. These are the people who receive salvation. So, And then whenever we get to chapter 8 and the first few verses, we find the final seal being opened and God's plan being put in place. So, recap, scroll, seven seals is God's plan of salvation. Jesus is opening the seals one by one. And today we're going to see what the significance of this plan of salvation is. So get your Bible, open it up at Revelation chapter 7. I'll just simply read it through, may just comment on a couple of little things as we go through. And let's hear what God is saying to us. So Revelation 7 verse 1. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or in any tree. So again here we see the symbolic nature of numbers. The earth doesn't have four corners. There are more than four winds. But the idea here is that this is telling us what is happening here is happening over the whole earth. Verse 2, then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. And then I heard the number of those who were sealed 144,000 from all the tribes, a symbolic number telling us that this is a vast number of people who are coming to salvation. And then the tribes are listed. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. You know, we maybe find it difficult to imagine what these creatures and what's happening here with these angels, but they are worshipping God. They are in God's presence and they can do nothing but worship, as we were thinking yesterday uh, from Isaiah chapter 6. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? So the, the elder is, is sort of asking 
Isaiah to tell him to, to think about who these people are, to understand who they are. And um, John says, I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. And then we're just going to read um, the first five verses of chapter eight because that tells us about the final seventh seal being opened and then prepares us to, to read about the seven trumpets. So when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. There's been a lot happening. There's been a lot of people. There's been a lot of creatures. There's been a lot of things going on. And now when that final seal is opened, there is silence. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God and the seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning and an earthquake. Amen. That's a wonderful picture of what happens whenever we pray. Whenever we pray to God, our prayers go up to him with the incense that uh, the angel has here in the golden censer. And they go up to God and before him in his throne. And they go up to God and God hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. And he answers our prayers by by the angel taking the censer and filling it with fire from his altar and then hurling it down upon the earth. Prayer is powerful. Sometimes we just think of prayer as a few weak words uttered and muttered before God. But here we see that it involves God hearing and answering. It involves fire from the altar being hurled down to earth. These are not just gentle little answers to prayers, but these prayers are being thrown down. There's thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning uh, and an earthquake. And this is describing what is happening today in the world. We have this powerful weapon of prayer at our disposal and yet often we will not use it and we will not treat it with the respect that it deserves and we will not use the power that's available in prayer. So here we're seeing behind the scenes as it were. Often we just see what happens whenever we pray. We say the words, we have our eyes closed, we maybe have our hands clasped in front of us. And then 
later on we maybe see an answer to that prayer. But what we're seeing here is what's going on in heaven. And whenever we pray, those prayers go up to God and then he answers those prayers and they come down with power and with force. So never underestimate the power of prayer. Also, don't doubt the salvation that Jesus offers us. He opens up the seals. He opens up these seven seals on the scroll. He carries out God's plan of salvation and he will have the victory. Jesus is not tied. Jesus is not weak. He is strong. Thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, earthquakes. Jesus is in control. So that's the first section of seven, the seals. I know it's been split over a weekend, but hopefully you maybe want to go back and and read the previous chapter as well. And that will remind us as to how God carries out his plan of salvation. Can I also just remind you of the book that I recommended, Blessed by Nancy Guthrie. Very easy read of a very complicated book. And we'll be following sort of roughly the the structure that Nancy uses in that book uh, over the next few weeks. So it's well worth getting uh, and reading. So let's just pause now and let's pray and see our prayers ascending to God and pray for the answers to them. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this glimpse into heaven that John has been given. And we thank you for your plan of salvation that continues now each day. That, Lord, whenever we trust in you and accept your salvation, we can never be torn away from you. So we have this wonderful assurance now that no matter how bad this world gets, no matter how difficult we find it, We are patiently enduring through it all for you to return. And Lord, we look forward to that day. We ask, Lord, boldly today in our prayers because we realise that they are ascending to you and you are then answering those prayers and hurling them down to earth with thunder and rumblings and flashes of lightning and earthquakes. And therefore, Lord, we boldly come to you today And ask, Lord, that your plan of salvation would be worked out among those that we know and those that we meet day by day, that they would come to faith in you and find you, Lord, and trust in you. And we pray, Lord, that many would come to know your salvation and come to know you. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.